All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. Oh, my goodness. Randy, Greg, fantastic. I love Who Is It Wednesday. We had Ken Dryden earlier. That was awesome. And Randy, Greg, what a storyteller. Are you kidding me? That story about coffee? Like, the details of knowing exact eight seconds in. Oh, they're down seven, nothing. Whatever you do, don't let them score eight seconds in. <laughs> it's eight, nothing. Oh, and you could just imagine Sather losing his marbles uh, at that point. So, um uh, really good stuff uh, from Randy, uh, articulate, well-spoken. And you know what? Uh, the Riverhawks are doing great. So uh, Steve Hogel and uh, the gang down there, it's fantastic. So uh, shout-out to uh, Randy for uh, joining us today for an hour, man. I could have kept him for a long time. It's fantastic. And so go from one good storyteller to another as we go around the NHL on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, presented by McDonald's. Stop in, baby, right now, because guess what? There's more chances for you to win in your favorite game. Monopoly is back. You can peel it or you can peel it on the app. More chances to win. Get all the rules at McD Promotion. McDpromotion.ca As uh, we are joined by uh, analyst for the Pittsburgh Penguins, former Stanley Cup uh, uh, winner, ace analyst on the NHL Network, Mike Rupp joins us. Rupper, how you doing? I'm good. What's up, Greg? How are you, buddy? Man, I am doing excellent. Uh, really? Hey, you got the beard going pretty thick, man. You're like in playoff mode, I see right now, eh? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't really know. It's kind of just letting it be right now. You just haven't really gotten around that. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm more got to be getting into like the beard dye oh, yeah? form because it's starting to be very gray. Oh, are you, so. are you thinking of going just for men on the beard? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I kind of do it 
freak uh, from for now. I'd say I probably do it once a Listen to Jason Greger show presented by month and a half, but I'm starting to be a little more frequent with it. So mm. it might be looking thicker here soon because it's going to be jet black. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like it. What you should do, man, is dye the beard and then have like the Hulkster, have it black and then have yeah. some yellow. Come on for Halloween. Yeah, straight, straight line. Yes. yes. Like just solid. Just dye my skin, basically. Well, yeah. You and, should do it for uh, Halloween. Be on the broadcast for Halloween. You could be the Hulkster. Are you kidding this, me? And just let it continue. Yeah. Well, like, I why, just liked it. I liked why not? Yeah. Try it out. People would love it. People would love it. I'll vote <laughs> for it for sure. Um, I, I, now, everybody's, I'm sure, Rupper, I don't care. You've played golf somewhere. You've played hockey. You felt good about certain rinks more than others for whatever reason, right? Maybe you scored someplace. Leon Drysaddle's kind of taking it to a new level right now, man. Like he's, uh, he's got 22 goals and 34 points in his last 12 games against the Nashville Predators. Like it's literally like video game numbers. It, it is. And I think the only thing it kind of, I mean, Andrew Burnett is, is new to coaching Nashville. So he might be, he, I'm sure he was aware of that going into the game, but maybe because it hasn't affected him directly as far as the teams he's coached, um, you know, maybe, the, maybe he didn't adjust uh, in, in particular ways, but like I'm literally having someone climb up Leon's Jersey, the whole game, follow him around. Like, honestly, that yeah. that's where it's at. I mean, it, you, you gotta have someone to just go out there and, and and then that's what makes Edmondson so dangerous, right? So, all right, cool. You're gonna you're gonna try to make it difficult and just shadow him all over the ice. Well, they've got other guys um, that could certainly hurt you. But what he has done to Nashville, I've Greg's, I've never seen it yeah. in our game in the last 25 years. Who's done, like who has numbers like that against anybody? I think I saw today that's the only 10 guys have averaged whatever the statistical category was in NHL history against one team that like what Leon's doing right now. Yeah. And uh, that blows my mind. But what actually blows my mind even more is what I saw with him becoming the all time franchise leader in power play goals. Yeah. I just never, I mean, the guy's not, what is he 28 here soon? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's 28 yet. And he's all that organization. You're kidding me. Right. So I don't know. My mind is blown what he is doing and what he has done up to this point in his career, um, it's it's super impressive. Well, he scored 128 power play goals in 641 games. Gretzky had 125 in 696. Now, the power play efficiency in the 80s isn't what it was, but the order's power play. It's the greatest we've ever seen uh, last year for one year. It's been 29% over the last four seasons. They're obviously off to a good start again. And it's just, you know, it's, it's him and, and, and a good power play is not just one guy, right? right. Like, like I was looking at it. McDavid's assisted on 96 of those 128 goals. So there's still 30 some that McDavid's not assisting on, right? Like he, it, they're good and Nugent Hopkins can step in. And now the defenseman kind of doesn't really matter whether it's Nurse, Clefbaum, Barry, Bouchard. They have a lot of success regardless. But as a guy who used to penalty kill, when you watch their power play and it just, just when you think you've got it figured out, Rupert, they'll come in with this new wrinkle. Right, like I don't see how on, and plus you always have an extra attacker on, right? Like it's not like you can go five on five and say, okay, well now we can shut them down. It's five on four, and if they complete their passes, eventually they'll find the open guy. They're not. I, when I watch them, um, they're not married to their routes that Thank they want to run. Yes, and you you practice those. You know what you want, but listen, like 
I found this to actually be something in the past that, that and maybe it's still happening nowadays in these power play meetings. Like, this is what we like to run. This is what we would like to do. You don't think that they know the the PK is scouting this. Like, they won't let you get to that. So how about, like, let's just have reads of how to support one another where our automatic outs are, right? Like, yeah. you always know that know where to go um you know you you put some more of those staples in the game when i watch them they have their plays they like to run but then they also freelance and they know and 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 we've said it on here before when connor has the puck and leon slips out of sight that's concerning when it's vice versa and connor slips out of sight that's concerning and you're going to pay attention and you're going to shrink in the zone and you're going to try to get closer to each other, keep them on the outside. And then next thing you know, because of your decisions you've made, you've given up a one-timer in the middle of the ice to Nuge or, or Zach Hyman's back door for a tap-in or you've got the big bomb from Bouchard. Like, they, there's just they, – they're not stagnant. And if there is a power play that you could say – could be stagnant. It's theirs because they're so talented. They should be able to just rip the puck around and pop, 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 go through seams and whatever. Um, they they don't. And when you move, movement equals confusion for a penalty kill. And the Oilers are the best at doing that. I honestly, I've, I've been watching and I've talked to some defensive players. And I'm like, so how do you slow it down? And a lot of them, they, they literally are like, they don't have an answer to it, Rupert. Like, I honestly, it, it's such a, a weapon that Edmonton has, and you know, once they're and their five on five scoring was actually tied for fifth in the NHL last year. So I guess you could be first, right? So really, the only thing holding this team back is once they learn how to defend better, right? And once they figure that out consistently, and they don't have to be like the New Jersey Devils of the '90s, good defensively because you can score enough. They just have to be consistently competent. And I don't see how they couldn't win a cup if they can ever do that and get de- and just get consistent, not spectacular goaltending. Yeah, I mean that that's that's kind of where it's at. I mean they're so dominant in one area, and I like the fact that they know that they're dominant in one area that they keep leaning into that. The other thing's just got to be. I mean, you're not even talking like significantly better. You know, mm-hmm. just a little better as the season goes on. A little better from year to year, and this year just kind of keep growing in what you're doing and then you know i think this roster has the players that find that groove find that role that um i've said on here numerous times the game management like i want this roster what i'm looking for this team this year i don't need to see anything else from the big guys i don't need to see anything else from the power play it doesn't even need to be what the level it was last year yeah it's still going to be good it's going to be dominant it's going to be enough I want to see that this stage of the game, the team, the decisions that the guys make on the ice, whether it's 97 or if it's a fourth liner or if it's the top defenseman or defenseman six, you, you're going to make, you're going to play the scoreboard and just find ways to win games when things aren't going the way you want, when you're not playing Nashville and getting three points from Leon, you know, like when you're playing a team, where maybe you have a night where offense is, is you, you're just not feeling it. You're not getting the looks. The team's kind of slowing you down. All right, well, let's just make sure we don't give them any free passes. We don't have to win the same way all the time. We just have to win all the time. I think that's a key thing for an elite team like Edmonton. You want it to look a certain way, and it probably does look that way 85% of the time. But there's going to be some times where you feel like crap, 
and Connor's not going to be putting points up. Doesn't happen very often, and maybe Leon's not feeling it that night. Well, can you win that one nothing game? We saw that last year. They've done that. So just do that more consistently and manage the game. I, I, I'm totally confident where this team is at and where they're going to be at the end of the year. I think they'll be fine. Mike Rob joins us. Mike, it's super early in the season. The Carolina Hurricanes have been one of the best defensive teams the last few years in the league. They don't give up a lot of shots. They don't give up a lot of goals. Uh, early on this season, they're not giving up a lot of shots, only 25. But their goaltenders are leaking goals Oh, like they've allowed 17 goals in four games for Carolina and they've only allowed 25 shots per game and it's and it's they're not even allowing a lot of quality chances. Ranta and Anderson have guys with a history of injury issues, you know, whether it's for a month here or there. Are you at all concerned about the goaltending in Carolina? Because I was looking, those guys, this is like year three and they've progressively just seen their numbers erode over the last three years. Yeah, so he, I think this is the the, the kind of catch twenty two with that team, and I love a lot of the ways they play, and I've I've thought of them as being a cup favorite for the last number of years, and they generally have done a very good job of insulating whatever goalies in net. Like we've seen a, numerous goalies play for them and have success: Kachekov, Anderson, yeah. Ranta. Um, you can go on and on. You go even back a few years. You go to Nedeljkovic, like guys who've thrived there. And it's because they played a certain way. I wonder if, and the big thing that we've asked about them for the last number of years has been, do they have the finishers? Can they score goals at the right time? Has this team gotten sloppy with trying to, that narrative, let it, are they letting that narrative drive it too much where they're cheating for offense? Because don't forget, just like we talked about Edmonton, knowing who they are offensively and leaning into that and continue to lean into it. Don't forget who you are. If you're the Carolina Hurricanes, like I get it. You want to score more and have more finishers because a lot of your metrics show that you dominate games, but the scoreboard doesn't always show it. All right, but don't change your defensive game and you need to get the goaltending too. So I agree with you. Like that's a vulnerable position for me there, but I do believe when this team plays the way they're capable of playing, that it almost doesn't matter who's in net. Um, it's almost like the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I almost categorize them as the same way. It looks different, but they, they give their goalies a chance. It's been a tough start for them, but it was a tough start until last night. The LA Kings look like junk, too. They haven't been getting goaltending. That's supposed to be an elite team. So uh, these teams are still trying to kind of figure that out. Mike Grubb joins us on Sports 1440 and uh, Orders Nation YouTube. So when, when do you remotely get concerned about a team? Mike, uh, it's four games. I, like last year, the Seattle Kraken led the NHL in five-on-five five shooting percentage by a significant margin. Like they were at, at 10 point, uh, I think it was 3-4. There was only three teams in the NHL that were within one full percentage of them. Like they were way higher than like the fifth place Montreal Canadiens who were at nine uh, nine one six. And uh, here we are. Obviously, it's early, but the Kraken, they can't score. They got three goals. In, in four games, I thought there would be a regression. Obviously, I didn't think it would be this serious, but confidence is a big thing. And last year, it just seemed like they would rotate every game. A new guy was scoring and everybody just kept, ah, this is great. They're singing Kumbaya and everybody's scoring. When do you get concerned about a team that doesn't have a lot of natural scores and they're not scoring? Yeah. Um, To give like an actual time, I mean, you. I think it's when if you can't get a – I don't want to say at what point would you get away. I think when you're talking, if when you're getting up to 
available, say twenty points. That's ten games, right? Yeah. If you're in, if you're in, if you're in low single digits, like that's that's bad. But I think it starts before ten games. Okay. I think that's like seven games. You know, it's it's you need to you need to still find ways. It doesn't have to look good. It doesn't have to look perfect, but you still need results. I think Vancouver is a good example of that. And, you know, they got the two big wins against Edmonton. But I went back and looked at some of the clips there, and, I, and this is, I'm not talking Edmonton here. I don't think Edmonton was good at all in game one. But Vancouver gave up a lot of crap. Like, they weren't, it wasn't like they were, like, a very good, oh, this team's different. Like, but the fact of the matter is they got points, and that's all that matters yeah. is they got wins. Figure that stuff out as you go along. But if you're Seattle, like, eventually you need some results. And your game, you don't have to feel great about it. You've got 80 games, 82 games to feel good about your game. And that's the goal is just to get better. But you still need results. And that kind of goes to the – we've been talking about in this whole conversation. Same thing with Edmonton. Like, just finding ways to win. And it's being comfortable with being uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. Like, just just figuring it out. And – that, that doesn't really give you anything to, you know, what does that mean? I mean, it can mean a, a hundred different things. It's a lot of, a lot of word salad I'm kind of giving right now, but it, that's what it is. I mean, that, you got to navigate through it. I, I know it's not great right now for Seattle. Figure it out, man. Like, all right, what, what can we lean into? What are we doing? What can we do now to help this? Because last year we had a team full of guys having career years. Okay. Some of those guys have, moved on to other teams, you can't expect every guy that has a career year to match that. Yeah, And that's what I think we're seeing there. They won early on last year because of goal scoring, and they did it at a very high level. Um, not a lot of things are going their way right now. they got to kind of figure this out real quick. Rupper, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the broadcast. We look forward to the Hulk Hogan coming up soon. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Yeah. Next Wednesday, you might see it. I'll do, oh, the, uh, I'll do it. I'll do the hockey year, too. Oh, so let's go. I love it. Uh, that is Mike Rupp from the uh, NHL Network. Uh, 424, a little bit late. We'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll return. Got lots more hockey talk on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, live in Orders Nation YouTube, presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. Con, man, you're just killing me with these tunes, and I love it. Such a great song. Uh, welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Also uh, coming to you live on Oilers Nation YouTube. It's uh, fantastic. And uh, hey, you know what? It's that time of year. We got uh, lots more hockey talk. Spec will be by. Uh, we got five questions. And uh, also, uh, we have playoffs. And uh, now, so far, the uh, if you want to call it the semifinals, or the ALCS, NLCS, have uh, have been dominated by two teams who may be on their crash course to get to the World Series. But uh, the Phillies and the Rangers are both playing exceptional baseball right now. As we get to the uh, MLB playoff report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter. 
legacyheating.ca. As uh, Levi Weaver from The Athletic, the wind-up with The Athletic, joins us. And uh, Levi, man, last night was, uh, there's just something about the uh, the Phillies right now. Like, man, bright, you go down the list of, of that team and just different people show up at the right time. Like, I don't know, man, they look like a really hard team to beat. And I mean, then, of course, there's the Rangers. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but it sure looks like those two are on a collision course for the World Series. Starting to look that way, yeah. We got what two two zero in both series. The the Phillies. It's funny to to look at the, sort of the contrast between the two teams, right? So the Rangers kind of have this um, personality of kind of just boring, lethal baseball robots, with the exception of Adolis Garcia, who's you know a fun machine, but Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, all pretty low key, uh, you know, guys that don't play with a whole lot of over the top emotion. And then you got the Phillies who just look like uh a group of bartenders that got together and started a baseball team <laughs> and are having the best time of their lives out there. Um it's been fun to watch both teams with contrasting styles for sure, but what they have in common is just both of them smashing the absolute mess out of the baseball. And uh yeah, uh, you're you're right. They kinda look like they're on a collision course with one another for right now. Uh, and you look at the Rangers, they haven't lost a game yet. And like that's impressive to me to sit you're in the playoffs, you're playing the best teams, right? Like it's not like you're beating up on the weak teams and the, the cellar dwellers. You're beating up on all the other best teams around. What has impressed you most about the Rangers undefeated streak thus far? I mean, just what you said, right? Like the the Orioles and the Rays had the two of the they were two of the best teams. In baseball, um, you know, I think the other two that were ahead of them were the, the Braves and the Dodgers, and they're both out too. But, uh, you know, for the Rangers to beat both of those teams has been really impressive. And then for them to go in to Houston and take a 2 0 lead, like the Astros have uh, certainly been a nemesis for the Rangers these last few years. And of course, the Rangers were a bad baseball team, and the Astros were good. So, of course, the Astros are going to be winning more games. But, you know, that can, that can get into a team's head as far as, like, you know, this team has beaten up on us in our division for years and years. And the Rangers went in and played like they were not afraid of the Astros at all. Um, so, yeah, for them to to perform that well against good teams. And then the other part is just that the bullpen has not been as treacherous as we had come to expect watching them this this regular season. They did not have a good bullpen this year. And, you know, what? they've been fine in the postseason. They haven't been dominant, but they've been good enough to get the job done. And, and that's all they've needed. So you look ahead to Game 3, and I think it's safe to say it's a must-win game. Um for Houston, um, you know, what do you what do you make of the pitching matchup tonight? And you know, what, what kind of chances to give Houston to to at least you know put a little bit of a pause in this run of the Rangers? Yeah, I mean, Houston is too good to ever think that they're just done until they are absolutely you know once the last out is recorded and they are officially they're basically like the Rasputin of baseball. They just keep coming back after you think they're dead. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Kristen Javier didn't have a great regular season, but he's always been very good in the postseason. And this line, Astros lineup is pretty stacked. Jordan Alvarez continues to just smash homer after homer. Um, so they certainly can't be ruled out. You know, I think the, the wild card tonight is going to be how does Max Scherzer look after a month off on the injured list? And, you know, can the Rangers get five good innings out of him? And if so, who do they go to next? Is that a, you know, is it going to be a piggyback situation with John Gray? Will it be Andrew Heaney, Martin Perez? They've got some options to give them a little bit of length after Scherzer's done. Uh, but, the, you know, he's, he's going to have to come out and hold this offense uh, at bay, you know, maybe hold it to one or two runs. Unless the Rangers offense just comes out and, you know, does another one of their patented eight or nine run games. But, 
Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the wild card. Is Max Scherzer going to be effective, or is he going to struggle as he has been, you know, out of commission for uh, basically a month? Well, and, and that's kind of unique. I'm, can you think of a situation where you've had a guy out this long and then he comes back in the postseason? There really have not been that many situations. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was that laid this out. Uh, one of the writers for The Athletic, as I was going through you know, the articles for the newsletter last night, there was basically, I think, four guys okay. that have started a postseason game um, after this long of a layoff, one of whom was Chief Bender. So it's been a while. Um, there's, there's been a few since then, but not very many. So, no, not in recent uh, history has there really been a, a good – comp that we can look and go well you know it went well for this guy or didn't go well for this guy there haven't been very many people do it no not at all um and what's interesting uh i look at at the teams that are playing well and then for whatever reason and not that he wasn't a good player before because obviously he was a very good player but when you look at what bryce harper has done since joining the phillies Levi, do you like? I don't know if his personality matches there or something different. I don't know what it was. He's always a very good player, but his ability to elevate his play in the postseason in Philly has been unbelievable to watch. Like he, he's a guy who I, I think is really not that he wouldn't have been before, but I think he's pretty much cemented himself as you know getting into Cooperstown. Oh yeah, I, I think so too. And there are just players that turn it on in the postseason. I mean, you know, on the Rangers side, you can look at Corey Seager, who's done kind of the same thing, right? Like he was a very good player, but something clicks in the in October, and there are certain guys that just perform better in the postseason for whatever reason. I mean, think back even in somewhat recent history, David Ortiz was that way too. It's not that he was a bad player during the regular season. He wasn't. He was very good. But then it got to October, and it got to those clutch situations, and, you know, it's, that's long been a... a topic of discussion uh baseball analysts right like is clutch real is it you know is it just statistical uh anomaly is it one of those things where yeah no they were just good all the time you just notice it more now because you know these are on national broadcasts and the stakes are so high and i think there's arguments to be made for both but um uh, but yeah i mean harper's definitely one of those guys that the lights get big in october and and he rises to the occasion for sure Levi, I have to ask you, uh, being in Canada, because uh, there's lots of disappointment. And, uh, you know, what? they had one win less than the two teams that are right now uh, in the ALCS. So it's not like they have to have massive improvements, but the Jays couldn't match the power of the other teams come playoff time. That's just a fact. They, You know what? Uh, you know, And Jays fans are obviously still upset about the uh, Guriel uh, marino trade for the offense that they gave up. Um, you know, Varshall, good defense. I, th- I think he led the uh, the MLB in defense or uh, run save defensively or something, which is great. But if you look at the Jays, what do you think they need? Like, it's obviously they need a cleanup hitter. Do you see one that's a good fit for them to go get? Boy, that's a good question. I haven't even really begun to turn my attention to uh, free agency just yet. So, um, I. Rather than kind of try to come up with something off the top of my head, I think it probably my answer is I, I don't know yet. Uh, but you're right that like, it, and I was a little surprised honestly that the that the lineup was what let them down because that yeah. is a good lineup of hitters. They've got they've got good hitters. They've got an offense that that comports itself perfectly well during the during the regular season. So. And I don't know that I would worry too, too much about it. Um, you know, they probably could stand to bolster the lineup with had a, a big bat or two, but it doesn't, it's not like they're four players away, right? Like they, they do have the talent. Their starting rotation was very good this year. Their bullpen was, 
I mean, frankly, the Rangers had a terrible bullpen, and they're in the ALCS. So you can't really blame the Blue Jays' bullpen yes. for what went wrong. It really was just that the offense didn't show up in, when they needed to show up. And you know, sometimes that's just a, an effect of the, the small sample size of the playoffs. Um, and sometimes, as you mentioned, you know, maybe they do need to go just grab another guy or two. As far as specific names, I mean, I have to look and see who's even coming up. I, I have... I've been so buried in postseason coverage, I haven't even begun to look at at um, free agency just yet. Uh, lastly, the Atlanta Braves. Uh, you talk about uh, offense not showing up. Their best guys just weren't there. You know, there's lots of people that were looking, oh, you know what, the new format, they're sitting out for too long. To me, the easy solution is just make it eight teams and away you go. There's no buys anymore in baseball. You have eight teams in each side that get in and away you go and play. Do you think that would be realistic? Is that something for the future? And do you think players would prefer that rather than have five or six days off when you really never have that for the previous six months? Yeah, maybe. And I think probably what will happen is, you know, now that the A's and uh, Rays seem to have their stadium situation sorted out, you know, the commissioners talked about wanting to expand to 32 teams. If that happens, then it makes a whole lot of sense to just have four divisions per uh, league, you know, 16 in the AL, 16 in the NL, four teams per division. And then, you know, the top two from each or, you know, maybe four wild card teams. So maybe, uh, maybe that's the solution. I know that the expanded playoffs, there's been some complaining about like, well, that doesn't incentivize teams to go out and be the best they can be during the regular season, just kind of, you know, save money and get close. And then if you're close, then, you know, you can go out at the deadline and make some acquisitions. It doesn't really incentivize you to spend the money in free agency and go be good for the entire year. So I can see both sides of that argument. Um, the thing about the Braves and, and the Dodgers, too, like, you know, I, I think there might have been, you know, looking at the way that the Braves reacted to the Attaboy Harper thing getting out. Yeah. And it, it, it struck me, and I, I wasn't in the clubhouse. I don't know these guys, so I'm observing this from the outside looking in for sure. But it just seemed like the Phillies were kind of in their head after yes. last year coming in and, and beating them. And then this year, like, oh, boy, here we go again. But for them to make such a big deal out of such a fairly innocuous comment led me to believe anyway, like, well, they, they're afraid of what Bryce Harper's going to do. Yeah. And they shouldn't be. They're the Braves. They, they hit more home runs than anybody. Um, yeah, their rotation was weak um, because of injury, but they were on paper a better team. So for them to react the way they did, I think it was less about the playoff format and more about the Phillies had their number, um, which is not what it should have been. And to a lesser extent, you know, the Dodgers, I don't know why their offense between Betts and Freeman kind of disappeared in the playoffs, but their rotation also was really battered by injuries, and they just did not have the horses that you would expect from a team that had that many wins in the regular season. So I think both points of view are valid. Sure, there could be some tweaking to the format, and maybe maybe the time off hasn't been super beneficial to those good teams. But also, every team that lost, they're there were some flaws that just got exposed and and you know I, I tend to think that it was more to do with that than it was to do with the format levi great stuff man we appreciate it enjoy the the remainder of the CA, uh, al and nlcs and then of course of the world series appreciate your time all right take care guys that is uh levi weaver sick flow i don't know if you've seen his uh avatars guy's got some sick salad going right now i love it uh jason gregor connor halley with you on Sports 1440, you can text us, 833-401-1440, in our Jiffy Lube inbox. We'll come back with uh, five questions, and we got spec, uh, lots of thoughts. Uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. I'm starting Jack Campbell. Is there any reason why you would start Skinner? Let me know, 833-401-1440.
Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you on a lovely Wednesday. I hope you're having a wonderful day. It's going to get a little chilly soon, so get out and enjoy it. Go for a walk. We're talking highs and the minuses. What is happening? Get the hell out of here. We don't need that stuff just yet. Come on. So uh, hopefully the uh, forecasters are wrong. That's what, what I would like. Let's get to uh, five questions, or sometimes we like to call Sank Question. Brought to you by The Brick, and their Scratch and Save event is on right now, where you can save up to an additional 40% off. Plus, there's over $115,000 in instant prizes to be won. Try yours today at The Brick and TheBrick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Greger, you kind of joked about it earlier on in the show, how quickly things can change. The second lineup for the Oilers looked pretty good last night, so let's take a look deeper. Can Fogel, Nuge, and Hyman have success long-term for the Oilers? Can they, of course. Will they? Different question. It's a good question. Uh, they they look good last night. You know what? Edmonton's a good team. And so if you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, they're going to get the toughest matchups. No question. Right? Randy Gregg alluded to it earlier. What, what people maybe have to realize is it's going to make the orders a better team this year because they're going to get the other team's best all the time. Like McDavid and Dreisaitl can embarrass you on any given night. Or like last, oh, Nugent Hopkins gets three points. Hyman gets four points. They got a lot of weapons. Right? They're the only team with four 35-goal scorers last year. So... I think they can, right? Like Warren Fogle, can he do it for a few months? Yes. He's never been a consistent top six scorer, right? I'm not worried about his consistency as a player, forecheck, all that stuff, but he's not a, he's not a big time finisher. So I'm, I'm not expecting it to, to be an overly productive one long term, but could he get hot for two months? 100%. Lots of guys have done that, but can you stay hot the whole year? That's a different story. So I'll say, you know what? Cons, I think it could last for for a month. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. And I don't think Warren Fogel is going to be asked to go out there and, uh, you know, make these beautiful sauce passes, drop it on the sticks of, you know, Nuge or Zach Hyman. If he can go out there and fill the role, I think that Hyman and Nuge can can do the rest. So I think there is possibilities for it. Uh, Fogel would be the, the X factor for me. If he can play well, uh, win battles, get in there on the four check, then, then why not? And like you said, McDavid, Dry Settle, they're going to take the toughest minutes. So yeah, I think that it could be a line that, that could have some success. Maybe not all year long, uh, but extended. Uh, question number two. You kind of answered already. You're going back to Jack Campbell tomorrow night in Philadelphia. So, uh, let's change the question a little bit here. Who, who goes in there Saturday? Are you locking in Stuart Skinner or uh, is there a potential Campbell could make it three straight starts? Now, see, that's the good question. And that's where, and we got a lot of text guys asked that, hey, what's the reason why you would start Skinner tomorrow? It's because they maybe don't, you know, is it easier to play him against Philly and Winnipeg? In theory, on paper, yes. But that doesn't mean it is. Um, if Jack Campbell plays well, this is early in the year, I I think I would go to Stuart Skinner. I mean, sorry, Jack Campbell again on Saturday. But then regardless, then I would play Skinner the following game. So I, I think I, I could give him three starts in a row for Campbell. I wouldn't go longer. Yeah, the next one would be Thursday, or sorry, uh, Tuesday uh, in Minnesota against the yeah. Wilds. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to it for Campbell. It is early on in the season, and if he starts playing well, uh, I think you feed him those starts and hope it can continue. Stewart Skinner will be ready when he gets the opportunity. Uh, I'm not locking in 
Campbell for Saturday, but if he has another strong performance, yeah, I'm totally for it. Uh, question number three. So last night in the NHL, there was nine games on the schedule. Three of them started at 7 p.m. Pacific time. It was really nice to have some late-night hockey to watch. Uh, tonight in the NHL schedule, there's two games. They'll both be over by 7 p.m. Pacific time, give or take five, ten minutes. Seems to be a trend that the NHL goes very heavy on Saturday, Tuesday, and Thursday, and the other days kinds of drops off. Uh, do you think they need to try to balance it out just a little bit, or am I overreacting here? I actually think they should go dark a few nights. I think that the reason the NFL is so exciting for people is it's once a week and it builds up. And I know there's a one game on Thursday, but for the most, the vast majority fans wait, their team plays on Sunday and then they wait a week and they get all excited and boom, they play. If the NHL had even one night with no hockey, yeah, people aren't used to it, but trust me, you would get used to it. Especially if it's a set night. I know Mondays there's no NHL hockey, for instance. Pick the day, I don't care. Now, I know it's a little bit more challenging because of all the rinks and everything like that, but I think you could do it. It's something that I would, at least for certain months, it's something I would consider. So, no, I don't I don't have an issue with it. Um, there's still a game available. Sure, it sucks for uh, Mountain Time and Pacific, but I'll say this. Our time zone for sports is arguably the best time zone. Think about it. You can the early games are early enough where if you want you put on the PBR you get home boom you can catch up quickly and then there's other games. You're in you're in the East Coast. You're, none of your games start before seven, majority of the time. And then if you want to watch like if you're a you know you, geez I want to watch the best player in the world. Well none of the games start until ten o'clock or or nine o'clock Eastern, right? So I actually think Edmonton fans are lucky. They're in one of the best time zones to be a sports watcher. But if there was no hockey for one night a week, actually, I think it'd be good. Talk to your kids, talk to your girlfriend, cons. You'd find other things to do. And I think people just get used to it and be better. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind a little more balance. I know it's tough, like you said, with uh, rink availability and trying to balance these things out. It's never going to be perfect. You're always going to have people that are upset. But I wouldn't mind a, a couple extra games tonight, maybe one on the West Coast so we had something to watch. Uh We'll see. Uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen. I don't know if they'll ever go black for a night, but uh, maybe Sundays. Let the NFL have their day. Question number four, Gregor. Who is more likely to fight back and make it a series in the MLB Championship Series, the Diamondbacks or the Astros? Oh, really good question. Um, I'm going to go with my heart because I loathe the Astros. I probably should let it go, but I can't. I haven't been able to let it go yet. So I will say the Diamondbacks. I don't think either team comes back to win. But I think the Diamondbacks are plucky. They'll find a way to at least win game three to make it look close for a short period of time. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Astros. I don't love them, but, you know, they've been through this before. They've got the experience. Uh, it just takes one for them to get going, although what the Rangers have done, not losing a game in the playoffs, is unbelievable. Some might say they're due to lose. Uh, we'll see if the Astros can get it done. And my final question for you today, Gregor, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme celebrates his 63rd birthday today. We know Struddy's a big fan um, in a ton of movies, but I'm not going to ask you about that because he is also a kickboxer. So if you could see him take on another action star in a real fight, who do you want to see him going up against? You know what? I'd like, him to, I'd like to see him kick Steven Seagal's ass. <laughs> That's the guy. I don't know why, but just something about Seagal. It just kind of annoyed. A, I never liked his acting. Number one, thought it was kind of terrible. It was a little bit of an over-actor for me. So, Steven Seagal, all day long. You? 
I, I tried to go with one that might be a good size matchup, and looking at it, Jean-Claude Van Damme is 5'9 and 3 quarters. I think Sly Stallone is 5'10, if this is what, uh, if, I, if I'm able to believe his his online Stallone is 5'10? Yeah, so I, I'm thinking Stallone... Is he wearing lifts? Well, you, you think he's lying? Well, that seems... I've seen him in, in lots of other places, man. He doesn't look that tall, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's just <laughs> always beside big guys, but uh, he kind of more looks in like the Tom Cruise height. Yeah, yeah. Tom, I think they use a lot of uh, trick photography or videography for him to make him look bigger, but I'm going Stallone versus JCVD. Ooh, okay. Could get a good battle there. Yeah. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay. That's five questions brought to you by The Brick. Quick tie. Hey, guys. Campbell was good, but do you think his performance is repeatable? It looks like it has a lot go right for his style to be successful. Plus, you're never sure if... Uh, any given shot on goal, even a rolling puck will be saved or not. Thoughts, Sam from Vancouver. Sam, I think you're overthinking it. Five games that Campbell has played this season after uh, training some things mentally and physically that he worked on. He has a 950 save percentage. He's allowed one goal in four of the five games. He had one game against Vancouver. That's the outlier. The outlier isn't the good game against Philly so far out of five performances this year. I don't care about last year. Last year's done. It's gone. He's not changing his equipment. It's not a new city for him. It's total different. I'm only evaluating him on what I've seen since September 25th. And what I've seen since September 25th on Jack Campbell, the Vancouver game was the outlier. The other four games, he's been excellent. He's made 42 saves on 43 shots. He stopped 32 out of 33. He stopped 35 out of 36. He stopped 33 out of 34. So, yes, it's repeatable in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying he's going to give up one goal every game. Of course not. And he might have a game where he gives up three or four. It's not always just on the goaltender. But Jack Campbell, I think, out of five appearances this year, he's been excellent in four. 
And the other one, it wasn't as bad as the save percentage said. So that's kind of how I see it for sure. Hey, guys, Sunday should be the dark one. Saturday is the big night or hockey night. Possible, but keep in mind, there's a lot of American team. Weekend games, draw. they love the weekend games. New York, they love their matinee games. So I don't think you're going to get rid of Sundays. Right? You, could, you can have busy Friday, busy Saturday, busy Sunday, take off Monday. All right? The odd time somebody, you know, because a lot of the American teams, like, watch how many times the Rangers will play back-to-back Saturday, Sunday at home. There's no travel. They don't mind it. I think it happens six or seven times. So I actually think Monday is the one that makes the most sense. I know some, Gregor, I don't want a dark. I want to have one game. And that's fine because that's what you're used to. But if for one night you didn't have hockey, honestly, you'd be amazed at what you could find to do for one night. It's one night a week. Right? Maybe, uh, maybe you'd, oh, maybe you watch Monday Night Raw. Maybe watch Monday Night Football. Maybe you, is The Bachelor on Mondays? I don't watch it, but I think it is. I know Cons are a big fan. It's on Mondays, isn't it, Cons? Yeah, yeah, there I think go. so. There you go. And if it's not, you record it and watch it Mondays. Sure, exactly. So there's lots you could do. You could binge watch some of your favorite shows that you don't get to watch when the hockey season's on because you're watching all the hockey. Or you could communicate with your family. Now, I know, hey, man, that might be stretching it. But you could think about it. Let's get to Connor Halley and a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. Right now, stop in any of their compact BX tractors. You can get for 0% financing for 84 months. Can't get a better deal anywhere else. Shop online at edmontonkubota.com or go in-store just north of the Yellowhead on 156th Street. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 